at the Ahmed Kathrada Foundation. Uh, you will have heard that uh, earlier today, they and other civil society uh, organizations launched a picket outside of Parliament to, yeah, to warn MPs uh, of and remind them of their constitutional duties. They've also written um, an open letter to all of those officials in the Houses of Parliament, uh, reminding them of the same. Your thoughts about the uh, greater vociferousness, the uh, the amplified amplified voice of um, of uh, uh, civil society that we're beginning to hear more of these days. Uh, it's not just the political parties anymore. I'm thinking now about the issue of KSEC uh, getting more and more involved in the issue of um, KSEC, Outer, uh, in the issue of uh, Busisio Mkwebane and them directly calling for her resignation. We're going to talk about that, by the way, later on in the show. But what does this signal for you? I've been saying that this is great. It just shows that our democracy is alive and well. Uh, but of course, uh, you may have a different opinion altogether. And Nishan Bolton joins me now, Executive Director at the Ahmed Kathrada Foundation. Nishan, thank you very much, sir, for joining us. I really appreciate your time. No, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much. So you uh, and many other civil society movements uh, picketed outside of Parliament. Why? I, I think you've uh, hit the nail on the head. Yeah. That... Uh, Civil society structures have, in their own ways, um, taken on various facets of state capture, from the Black Sash, who dealt with the Sasa issue, and I think it's to their credit that today you've seen those kinds of changes. Yeah. Outer KSEC, uh, many others have, 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 have taken the, the legal route and challenged particular things. Um, the foundation thought it important today as this new lot of MPs were being sworn in to re-emphasize the importance of the, their constitutional obligations because, in our view, the first parliament um, was found wanting in many ways in terms of their defense and protection of the constitution. Um, and, and that, I think, the Concord ruling, as well as recent utterances by the Chief Justice has really put that as, as their primary responsibility and the importance of that oath. So it was really to re-emphasize that particular point. But I think secondly, we were there also to um, reiterate a call that has been made by many in society that what we really need is a cabinet of reduced size, but also with people, men and women, of the highest levels of integrity, because they have a huge job of rebuilding a state that has been weakened, not for any other reason, but for the purposes of, of, of it becoming a vehicle for, for state capture. Um, the criminal justice system, I think almost every facet of government, and both from national right down to provincial and local level, has seen the same phenomena being repeated. Um, and, and it will not be addressed unless you have the kinds of political leaders at the helm of these ministries being people beyond reproach themselves. Um, so, so it's primarily around yeah. those two sets yeah. of issues that almost 30 civil society organizations uh, endorsed the, the letter that, that was put out today. Yeah. 
So we saw today the withdrawal of uh, Novula Mogunyane from her, I suppose, appointment in uh, Parliament uh, as Chair of Chairs. The Deputy uh, President also stepping back, wanting to clear his name with regards to uh, allegations or things said about him by the Integrity Commission of the ANC. Uh, and I know that uh, you as a, as a foundation, the Ahmed Kathrada Foundation and others, I think uh, the Nelson Mandela Foundation also was quite vociferous about this, that uh, people with tainted names shouldn't be on the list of certain political party lists. Um, maybe more specifically the ANC's political party list. Um, do you think that your voice as a um, as a civil society movement was contributory to that? And if that's the case, are we going to be seeing more decisions by officialdom uh, being made as a result of the noise made now more so by uh, by civil society movements? I, I think partly, but I think the main reason is really when particularly the ANC and I think the DA and perhaps others, um, when they looked at the election results, those results would have said a couple of things to them. One, as uh, Prof. Malilako was saying, is a huge voter stay away, is a, is a huge withdrawal from the democratic system. Yes. Two, is, is voters was, were indicating that they needed to have hope, and they needed to have uh, that hope driven by people with integrity. And lastly, voters were not going to vote on the basis of past historical associations. And for parties, particularly like the ANC, to be hovering and halting just over 50% and nationally at 57% means that they, if they were to repeat putting the same people back, the, the, that kind of credibility and trust that needs to be rebuilt was just not going to be there. Yeah. And because we move in, elect, in electoral cycles of two and a half years, local government elections were, would have become very, very difficult if we were not going to see some of these changes. And, and I think the voices of civil society were really raising the kind of moral issues as well, which might or might not have been taken into account when, when these decisions are made. But I, I think primarily it, it's a concern about where the country is going and, and the mood of, of voters in this country as well. I, I'm almost imagining as time goes on that uh, yourselves as, um, as uh, civil society movements are going to get some sort of backlash from political organizations who may say, that you are trying to occupy occupy a political space. In fact, I think uh, you have already uh, had that kind of commentary from some political parties when you've made certain statements. How do you respond to those kinds of statements? And uh, is it correct to, to suggest, uh, Anishin, that uh, civil society movements were scared by what happened in the so-called nine wasted years and have come to understand that they can't sit back and be looking after the interests of their patrons or their pr- principles, uh, like in your case, uh, the Ahmed Kathrada Foundation. Uh, what are your thoughts? Well, well I, I think you're right. Um, but, but firstly, from our point of view, there is nothing in South Africa that is not, that is not political. 
I think we draw a distinction between politics and party politics. Um, we, 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 as the foundation, we would certainly not be getting involved in party political matters. Um, but when it comes to the broader sphere of politics, which will impact um, decisions around education, around health, around housing, and everything else that goes on in this country, I think it's, it's more of a civic responsibility for, for all of us as foundations in civil society and any other formation to, to not just leave the sphere of politics to political parties, because that might have been the mistake after 1994. And I think I've seen a weakening of our democracy in, in, in key areas. Um, and, and with the result, I think issues like state capture and corruption were, were actually made much more easier with that lack of involvement uh, and direct interest within the broadest political sphere. Yeah. However, you did see organizations um, like the Treatment Action Campaign and others drawing that kind of link about why taking up particular issues which have political, political ramifications, although it was in the area of health and so forth. And, and they drew those kinds of linkages for many of us in terms of why this kind of involvement mm. is important. Would you agree with those that are saying that what was the skeleton uh, of the Constitution in that particular document, the Constitution of South Africa, is now being filled out. It's now becoming a living organism. Uh, it's no longer just an aspirational document uh, with the involvement of organizations such as yours in the capacity that you are getting involved in, in social uh, matters or in socioeconomic matters. Let's call them perhaps even current affairs. Uh, is this for you a signaling of a of a filling out of the constitution and the constitutional mandate? In, in many ways, yes. Um, the, the, the aspirations and, 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 and the aspirations of the constitution will require all of our involvement. Um, government has a huge role to play, and when government yeah. fails. Um, we, I think we, the, the, the implications of that, I think, are visible for everybody. What makes government work is pressure from some of, some inside and many from the outside as well to ensure that the, the, the basic constitutional obligations of, 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 of different arms of government as well as society are, in fact, uh, contributed to. Um, but I think much of, of, of what the Constitution holds is still aspirational. The, the fact that probably half of South Africans still go to bed hungry tonight yeah. uh, points to the kinds of work that still needs to be done to deal with the major issues of inequality, poverty and unemployment in this country. So you were outside of Parliament today. You made a particular statement. I am tempted to ask, what then are some of the issues that you'll be focusing on, not only as a collective of the other um, civil society movements that you were, uh, organizations that you were with today, but as the Ahmed Kathrada Foundation, what exactly are you going to be focusing your uh, efforts on in this, um, I don't want to say newfound zeal to get more and more involved, but in this zeal to get more invo involved, Nishan? So for us, there's a couple of things. Um, one, we 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 will begin to play a much bigger role, particularly in Gauteng, 
um, of, of, of reconvening civil society forums on, on the issue of state capture and corruption and begin to grapple with the issue of what is required to build a, a, a state that has the required levels of integrity. Um, and, and that kind of, of coordinating role is what we did, um, I think, very successfully up until you had the NASREC conference and then various civil society formations, um, the, the levels of interest, I think, waned. The, 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 the Zondo Commission has given new life to, to the kinds of interest that, and areas of work that is required. I think there's, there's a couple of questions we would need to answer is what made state capture possible? What do we need to do to, to eradicate it now? Yeah. And what must be done to prevent it in future? Nishan, I've, I've got to stop yeah. uh, this conversation. I'm, I'm so sorry you've run out of time, but I'm, I'm sure we're going to have ample opportunity to talk more. I really appreciate your time and well done today. I really appreciate it. No, not a problem. Thank Nishan you very much, Bolton, Executive Director, Ahmed uh, Kathrada Foundation. It's nine o'clock. Time for Eyewitness News.